Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, good people. Welcome to our show. Bad people, welcome to our show. Anyone who want to learn more about creativity, welcome. To, because today we are going to discuss how you can create ads that will get attention, that win customers. And I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Robert Katai. How are you? Thank you very much. I'm good. I'm, I just closed the YouTube, the, our YouTube, because I was uh-huh. checking when is the right time. So it was between my multiple tabs as a digital marketer. Uh, we have multiple tabs, multiple windows, and you know, the one that you don't know, you have like 30, 40, 550 tabs open, and there's a song and you don't know which one. I'm sorry, just one sec. <laughs> uh, no worries about that. You know, I usually live stream on YouTube, on Twitter, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, on all social media where I, I can live stream. So basically I need yeah. to cover Twitch in one day. So I didn't work with this audience, but uh, now it works well. Uh, in most cases, people use Twitch for gaming you now to show how mm-hmm. they play games. But I found, for example, Gary V and many other great experts can use Twitch by sharing mm-hmm. knowledge in uh, marketing as well. Robert, before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, about your business and anything that can help our listeners to learn more about you. So my name is Robert Katai. I'm from uh, Romania, from Cluj-Napoca, and I'm working uh, at Creatopy. Uh, Creatopy, it was former former known as Banner Snack, at, and it's an uh, ad design production platform where we can also create the ads and also distribute the ads, but we will talk uh, later about it. I also uh, I also have two toddlers. I'm married. This year I will be I will have 11 years since I'm married. So uh, that's and that's the struggle between being a marketer, being a dad, and also being a content creator. Because I also have this uh, DNA as a content creator. Back in the day I was blogging, and now uh, I also have. Uh, different channels building well if i can say that so my romanian and my my uh, uh, facebook and my instagram they are in uh, romanian written romanian and uh, videos i also have a bi-weekly podcast only in in romanian and my twitter and my linkedin they are uh, in english so i somehow divided them so i can be uh, i can also serve the romanian audience but i can also serve the uh, international uh, audience so yeah, uh, uh-huh. this is something uh, that uh, a little bit about me. I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm a marketer. Uh, I love what I'm doing, and uh, uh, whatever I do, I do with a lot of passion. And uh, I'm so excited to be here with you. Nice, love it, love it. Yeah, I think if you do something without passion, leave it. <laughs> Find something else where you have this passion. Because I often see when people uh do something because of money and i was on this trap uh, i remember when i started one business uh yeah that was project uh, because of chasing money i didn't mm. care about sharing value i didn't care about uh, this project i just felt that i can earn good money so i started uh, and wasted resources for three years three years mm. i hired a lot of people i uh, spent uh money to create content but uh, the main problem was i didn't like this industry i didn't know anything about this industry i just felt that it's a good idea 
to get it. Uh, yeah, and after three years, I gave up. I quit this project because I hate it. Monday, I love Friday. <laughs> right mm. now, I got it. If you have this feeling, guys, leave it. Forget about that. You have one life. It's better to have this passion, to love what you do, to enjoy the process. With You know, content creators often give up because they don't enjoy the process, because they do something for the sake of having it, because competitors uh, do it. So, yeah, that's why it's better to create less bad quality and cover your loving formats. If you love writing, mm -hmm. write. Don't care about video. If you love filming videos, forget about writing. <laughs> Just become the best in one specific industry. And Robert, I want to start from the basic question about AI. You mentioned before the podcast <clears throat> that we have AI and many content creators complain that AI is not creative. Of course, it's not creative. It's the best rewriting tool. Rewriting, not writing. So can you tell how to <clears throat> stay creative? By using AI. Oh wow! Uh, well, you you just uh, you just throw me in this hard question. Uh, <laughs> it's very it's very interesting. So last week I was in a as a conference and a conference here at uh, in my hometown about AI uh, about AI in business AI and marketing and everything. So and this was very interesting because a lot of people they talk. So I believe they are now the it's like a a, a vangram. You have the uh, ignorable people that are very uh, ignored about uh, uh, AI and they don't care about it. And uh, there are also the, the big evangelist people that they talk a lot about AI. And there are uh, the between uh, people just like us that uh, maybe they maybe we use AI in our day-to-day -day job, a mid-journey, uh, uh, a GPT, just to test it and see how it's working. So, and I believe that Right now, AI, uh, it's at the at just the beginning and we need to educate our opinion about AI. So and when I and when I say that it's about experimenting and testing and testing the, the product and see how it can work for you. So I have I have friends and colleagues that are uh, are using AI. Uh, for example, let, let's say we are not native uh, English persons and we are we uh, and we are struggling sometimes to write maybe in English, and uh, sometimes we need that that uh, let's say that partner where we can just sp fix spelling and grammar, so we can write it, and after that we can just go to ChatGPT. Hey, fix spelling and grammar, and you can also have Grammarly, so you can you can you can speak better, you can write better in English. Uh, the other way, uh, I believe, I also had a, a, an interview with uh, Chris Doe from the future. And he talked about uh, how AI can help you, and this was very and this was very interesting because Chris uh, discussed about AI from a creative partner standpoint uh, point of view. So you have a creative partner as a brainstorm partner, and you can you can help. He, it can help you maybe uh, look at uh, uh, an idea from a different point of, of view, from a different angle. So I believe here AI can help you looking uh, at the at the idea at the solution from a different angle that maybe uh, you can't see it because you're in a very contextual uh, perspective. So I believe that AI uh, right now it's at the beginning of uh, of the entire journey of AI, and I know that Steve Bartlett he had a very uh, great interview with Mogadat about about AI and how to use AI and why to use AI and uh, uh, what are the struggles and everything. So 
from the creative perspective, we there are the two kinds of people, the ignorer and the evangelist. But I believe that there are also the people that need to test it out. So uh, AI can help. It can help you uh, make your job better. Or AI, AI can help you maybe fix some stuff where you need, or maybe just look at a, a different angle. And I tested ChatGPT, I tested MidJourney. And right now, we are just at the generative content uh, concept. And I don't know what will be next. I'm not an uh, AI promoter or an AI specialist. But from my point of view as a marketer, as, as, as an experimentalist, if I can say that, for now, it's helping me a lot. And uh, I don't know what will be next. So why not just not jump on that uh, in that bandwagon, try it out and see how it's working or not. Like it was a few months ago about NFT, how it was a few months ago about uh, Web3. Everybody tried it out. They were the evangelists, they were the uh, pessimist persons. And now they are saying like, okay, Web3, it's gone and nobody cares about it. So why not? This is very interesting because you see, Anatoly, it's very interesting because we are living in a world that is moving so fast. So I believe that we as marketers need to, to try it out and see how this will work for me. How, how can I use it to make my job better? And just trying to put some questions over there. Like, like just see, can I, can I rewrite this headline from this YouTube? Okay, let's mm -hmm. see, five uh, iterations. Okay, can I uh, rewrite this text? Uh, maybe rewrite the ad copy and just, hey, okay, let's do a, a, a B test. And maybe the, 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 the AI copy is working or not. So, and I know there are a lot of prompts and everything. So let's test it out and see how it will work. Maybe it will work, maybe it will help you, maybe not. So I don't have the right answer right now, but uh, I'm just encouraging people to test it out and see how it will work. Yeah, you know, you unhided my secrets, you know, <laughs> about using AI because I usually uh, edit my text on AI. Mm -hmm. I, I write bad copy, bad copy, so bad copy because I'm not good writer. But I can ask ChatGPT to make it more friendly, uh, more readable. And, uh, you know, for example, yesterday I wrote a new article. Uh, yeah, I think like I wrote like a thousand words. It's not about the quantity. It's more about uh, quality. And I shared all uh, my tips on this article and ask ChatGPT, please edit. And ChatGPT cut. 50% of my, my content, but uh, the main point, uh, the main idea uh, was there. I didn't lose anything, you know, from my article. And that's good. You know, if ChatGPT can help to increase quality of your copy, do it, use it. Um, I usually don't use ChatGPT to create new content. I use for editing, you know, I fit with the right data. And let me share a short story with you uh, about uh, Lloyd Richards. He published a book 11 years ago, and he spent 14 years to write a single book. 14 years. Mm -hmm. yeah. It, for me, it's hard to imagine. It's like modern decade to write a single book. Then he published, used some sales, marketing channels, but nothing could help to sell this book. Then his daughter posted content on TikTok from account with zero followers, this video became viral. And today, this book is a bestseller on Amazon. So mm -hmm. one simple video beats a lot of marketing and sales channels. 
I, I watched this video because I'm curious how to get 50 million views. And, you know, that was interesting. This video was creative. You know, it's mm -hmm. not like nice looking design, but that was creative. Uh, this video provokes curiosity. Uh, what kind of book is this? You know, if the offer spans like 14 years. So can you tell how to create such creative content you know i mean like how to find these ideas because uh, uh, what i usually see when marketers just replicate rephrase use existing ideas but when you create something new you can overcome a lot of marketers a lot of channels because of creativity people need something new any tips about that yeah so <clears throat> So I, I, I was listening a, a podcast uh, between Ali Abdal and Sahil Bloom. And uh, Sahil said something very interesting about living an experience. So, uh, and yeah, he, he, he talked about from the angle on how to have a lot of uh, live experience. So uh, you can share with your, you can share with your kids or you can share with your uh, grand grandkids. So, I believe here it's something that we as marketers are somehow uh, living on the table. We need to have more experience, more experience by talking with people, more experience by getting on different channels, more experience by, I don't know, traveling by train and just uh, start a discussion with some people. Or maybe you have, maybe you're working for, I don't know, for a bakery and just go and stay there in the bakery and discuss with people like why they uh, like this bread, why, uh, why, they choose that bread and just create these experiences. So now with these experiences, you go home and you start like connecting the ideas. And, and, and from that, with that ideas, you can you can then just uh, put it in a way so people can can uh, can connect with that ideas. And sometimes it can be a, a blog post, sometimes it can be a video, sometimes it can be an audio podcast or whatever. Now with that book, what's very interesting, I don't know about the book. I, did, I didn't uh, read it, but there is a, a, a struggle, let's say a creative point, like a spiky point of view as Vescal from Maven is talking about. There were like 14, you said 14 years writing it. So yeah. 14 years writing a book. That That's a lot of, that's a lot of content. Like I believe that a lot of people were curious about, even if, in that specific niche like i i spent 14 years to write this book and there's yeah. there's that hook that you get so if if he spent only uh, and then you go in extremes like i write a book in one hour like i, I write a book in uh, uh 67 000 words book in one hour that's an extreme maybe it's impossible maybe not i don't know and then you have the book in 14 years. So, like with these two extremes, they are the hooks that people can uh, get that curiosity from them and say, hey, what's, what's with all about uh, this book? So I believe that we need to leave these kind of experiments and this kind of experience so then we can just reshape it in different formats of content and we can publish it and we can we can talk about it. So. That's why that's why the greatest books ever they are about the uh, uh, a person's experience. Like I want I want to know what was uh, in his mind when he went to Antarctica only in shorts, for an example. Ro or, uh, Robert, you you mentioned many times about uh, experiment, about testing. <clears throat> I think you know 
yeah. digital marketing without experiment, I don't know how to get results because, you know, it's interesting. I always start from generic strategies, best practices, and I failed. All the time I failed. Uh, I started PR campaigns. I failed with all my press releases, with all pitching, but I learned how to do it better. I learned how to uh, create something that people wanna uh, share. For example, we got mentions on CNN with one press release. Yeah, uh, we got mentions on Forbes uh, mm -hmm. because of creativity. And but uh, it it took for a while to experiment, to test, to fail. So, and you know, I usually track how many times you can tell some words, but I lost my track when you mentioned about experiment. <laughs> so can you tell about experimenting? How to become patient during the way? For example, when you test, experiment, it doesn't work, it doesn't work. So uh, how to, uh, how long does it take and how to stay patient in that way? <laughs> Yeah, so I believe that. So I had a, a discussion with a, a brand audit uh, person, and um, she was also uh, a CMO for a big career company. And uh, uh, she said something like, "You have you have your marketing. What's working? What's not? So okay, uh, let's do the what's working. Use that. Double that on down. But in the same time, get like ten percent, fifteen percent, twenty percent." of your resources of your time of your money uh to experiment with new things like for an example everybody is now doing newsletters and maybe it will work for you or maybe not like you don't know if you're not trying it so why not just okay let's uh let's do like a six months newsletter and just put an, a kpi like what's the objective of that newsletter well i want to get like 10,000 subscribers in six months without ads is that possible maybe or maybe not like but if that will be possible that is a great story to tell and say that hey i i uh i created a newsletter for my company and in six months i got ten thousand subscribers with no ads now here is your presentation for maybe adworld or maybe for a new a new episode of a new discussion on a webinar and now you have all these leads that can come into your marketing channel because you tested something out. Like Ryan Holiday, uh, he's discussing about doing the things that nobody is willing to do. And I believe that here is the difference between uh, the experimentalist marketer that, hey, I want to test something out. I want to see that if it's working or not, please let, and if you're, if you're VP of marketing, if you're CMO, if you're uh, head uh, of, of team, he's, uh, or she's uh, agree with you to test it out, then do it. And see if it's working. If it's not, if it's not working, then stop it. It's it's our problem. So that's why I believe that these kind of experiments can uh, help us open, let's say, uh, the the road and see if it's working or not. Like uh, for an example, uh, we are having our uh, our podcast, our Dragon Dog podcast, podcast at Creative, and we are at our third season. Uh, yeah, I, or third or fourth season. Uh, uh, I'm a little bit misleading here. So. And now I'm I'm doing this kind of 15 minutes uh, discussion on our on our YouTube channel with people that are creating content on, on Twitter and LinkedIn, and I'm asking them, hey, do you want to get like a, a bigger context and talk about that tweet? And they were like, yeah, why not? So we are doing this 15 minutes uh, discussion on podcast, 
and I'm giving them a platform where they can get a bigger context about their social media. So my objective is connect with them and hey, I'm here, you're there, let's connect together. And I get that object. Uh, I got that. Uh, let's say objectives on, on for for uh, for the podcast. So when you start that experiment, and uh, this is something that I learned from my uh, SEO, my former SEO colleague, he said that when you do an experiment, like get a timeline, like hey, three months, six months, eight months, one year, it doesn't matter. Put that timeline. Okay, how much of your time will you invest in that experiment? Will you invest one day per week, half a day per week? Uh, I don't know, 16 hours, it doesn't matter. Okay, now we, we have the timeline, we have the, uh, we have the uh, let's say the resources, and then let's put some objectives, like what are the objectives for, uh, for this experiment? So these objectives for this experiment is like leads, viewers, subscribers, whatever, uh, track it. Is it trackable? And after that, after like our the first, let's say, uh, trimester, look at it and see, hey, how is working? How is not? What can we do better? So that's why I believe that experiments in uh, in marketing they are they are very important. Yeah, yeah, and you know I see very creative comment from Nikhil Selishev. <laughs> Good orange cat. I don't know what does it mean, but <laughs> it's creative, you know, and you know. I want to ask about one aspect that I see content creators often confuse uh, uh, when they want to be creative, uh, but, uh, you know, they confuse frequency, consistency, uh, and many other things because, you know, to become creative, you need to spend time to research. You mentioned that you need to go outside to speak with customers in some places. Uh, you need to understand their pain points. But uh, many marketers tell you need to be consistent. You need to post uh, content. Uh, and um, I see uh, the main confusion between frequency and consistency. Because frequency, that means, for example, if you decided to post every single day, or a few times a day, yeah, it's frequency. Uh, if you decided to do it one time a week, it's frequency, you know, because it's your frequency. And uh, can you tell, how, for example, your process, how to provide deep research to create great piece of uh, creative content and go to another piece? Yeah, I believe, uh, and it's my personal point of view, I believe that we as marketers, uh, we don't have a job, it's a lifestyle. So marketing mm -hmm. is not a job, marketing is a lifestyle. Like everything we are doing, uh, everything we are, uh, whatever we are going, whatever we are uh, connecting with, uh, it's about the marketing. Like, uh, so a few days I was uh, at the movie and I was watching uh, Transformers, the, the last one, and there was a lot of marketing there. But I was very interesting about how they are positioning that new movie right now with the new characters. And after that, I was uh, at, uh, another day and I, I saw Fast and Furious 10. And that was very interesting because I saw these kind of movies and see that, okay, what's the difference, how they position, what's the storytelling, what are the product placements and everything. Now to think about that, you, you, are, you are living in a world where everything around you is marketing. Like, uh, even here, we are doing this uh, 
this discussion, uh, StreamYard, whatever they do, like they use marketing to connect with you and now you use their product and you pay them and they are, they are giving you a product that can solve your problem. Now, with that in mind, that everything around us is marketing right now, it means that everything around us, it's a, a problem and it's also a solution. Like, because I'm thirsty, I'm drinking water and I'm putting water in this bottle. But this bottle is having the shape and the user uh, usability, let's say, uh, the, uh, from this point of view. And I can use that uh, from a different, from my, uh, from my solution. And now, as a marketer, I can see that, okay, when I'm drinking water uh, from this bottle, like I'm drinking while I'm doing uh, a podcast and I'm, I can open the, the bottle uh, and I can close the bottle and everything. And these are the kind of simplest ideas to get information for your content creation. And now, uh, is this a little bit of, let's say, holistic point of view? But we are having this phone. And in this phone, we have uh, Notion apps, we have Apple Notes and everything. Like when you have an open-minded uh, perspective about marketing, everything around you is content. Like I, I, I discussed with my wife this morning and we, were, we came to an idea about financial security versus financial confidence. And this was very interesting because I discussed about, about it's important to have a financial security but you have that financial security when you're financially confident. And how are you financially confident? When you, uh, let's say, learn some new skills, like even if the, our market will crash, I can know how to do other stuff so I can provide for my family. So now this is the kind of discussion I'm having with her. I know her opinion. I have my opinion. I write this opinion down. And maybe for next uh, next week, I write a LinkedIn post or I design a draw about the difference between financial security and uh, financial uh, financial confidence. And people maybe will comment at it. And in that, in those comments, will be an idea that I can get and create a new kind of content. So everything around us and everything around uh, our experiments, everything around us as uh, as experience, as discussion, and what I'm watching right now and what I'm living right now can be a piece of content. For some of them, it's like a live content and somebody's uh, going with them and recording on camera and doing this life of a day of a CEO, life of a day of a marketer and everything. But at the same time, there are the piece of content. Like I heard about a speaker and it's a great speaker. Uh, they were invited for a conference here in Romania in Bucharest and he missed his plane. Like he was in Barcelona or something and he missed his plane. But he bought a ticket. He was with his camera guy. The camera guy went uh, with him. He do the speech. He, he connected with the people. And now he's having like four hours of video recording that he can just cut it up and do everything. And here is my one month video about uh, my experience in Romania and uh, at the conference and how I lost my, uh, my plane in Barcelona and all this stuff. So how do you create the content? It's by creating content. How do you create the next content? It's by creating the present content. The difference between the one that is doing that is the intentionality. Like I'm intentional. Like I'm waking up early in the morning at 5 a.m. I'm reading my Bible, doing my prayer and everything. 
And then I'm starting creating content. But I was intentional a day before I prepared myself to create that piece of content. So maybe I write an article, maybe I do some drawings because I love to, I like to draw. Maybe I'm uh, editing some podcasts because I'm, I like to edit right now uh, the short videos and just creating the content and publish it there. And that's all. I, uh, that's my consistency right now. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Love it, love it. Robert, I want to ask you about uh, how to win attention. You know, for mm. example, uh, on Google Ads, Facebook Ads, uh, paid marketers depend on CTR. So if you click through rate is low, Google, Facebook, other platforms will charge more, you know, for your marketing campaigns. And because customers, they are not interested to click uh, in generic uh, paid ads because uh, this pay ads can win their attention. And I want to know how to do it. You know, uh, any tips how to write this title description for paid ads that gives a strong reason to open your content? Because even if you have the best content, the best product ever, nobody knows without clicking, without opening this content. So any tips about writing this short title and uh, longer description? <laughs> Yeah, so write it as you as you are reading it. So mm -hmm. uh, when you're writing, when you're writing the content, like nobody is writing as you're talking. Like nobody is talking about that this feature will help you get a better life because uh, now you have this problem. No, you're discussing about hey, uh, I had this problem and I need a solution. I Google it up, I find that way. So just think about. So here's an example, like. There is, there are a lot of proven Facebook, Instagram, Meta, Google uh, ideas on the us versus them, uh, the the split screen, the screenshots, the Apple notes, and now and I was thinking about okay, these are the kind of the familiarity ad bias, like they are what what's the most familiar, let's say. Uh, your audience is having like what's the common most familiar thing that your audience is having like let's say that your uh, audience it's a creative it's a creative audience and they are connecting and they are creating a lot of content or maybe they they use ideas like where they uh, use that kind of idea they use that ideas maybe in apple notes or maybe in their notion so that means that Apple Notes or maybe uh, in Google Evernote or whatever, they are using the Apple Notes to stock their ideas, to write down their ideas. So why not write an, uh, a simple ad on, hey, I had this problem and now I have this solution. Write it in your Apple Note, screenshot it, Cut it at, uh, at what uh, Meta is wanting you to have right now as a, as a size. And from that, just publish it and do a broad target audience. Why is that? Because we have this tool right now that is so uh, updated that they can, get your, uh, they can get your ad creative to your target audience by your creatives. So that's why I believe that ad creatives and the creativity in your ads are important. So for an example, another example we've done, we are doing every second month a webinar at Creative and we are testing a lot of ads and we find out that our best place to get uh, our users to 
to get leads for our webinars, it's Instagram. So on Instagram, we are creating the kind of visuals that are most likely uh, they want to, to see it. So to see it. So that's why we are starting may, maybe seven or eight type of ads. And then our performance marketer, Diana, she's dividing it from eight ads in the next two weeks for four ads in the next two weeks. Maybe we have only two ads that are driving more leads for us. So from that point of view, what I'm recommending is start from with a lot of ad creatives, like just creating, creating content. I had an, I had a discussion with Sarah Levinger and she said a very interesting thing. She said that, what if you have this video, like you are shooting one video for your ad and just do the screenshots from your video, like different screenshots and, and use that screenshots as an ad. Like you have the video ad and now you have the static ad and see which one is performing better. So, and now I'm getting back to our first conversation about AI. Like you can't, you can't use a, you can use AI to help you as a, as a brainstorm partner, but, but having these different angles and different testing out, it's the, the creative part that the marketer is doing it right now. So that's why I'm, I'm recommending like do this kind of stuff. Like, uh, people are getting more familiar with, uh, with, 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 with the platform, like every brand wants to get attention from the customer and, uh, Everybody wants to get attention on, on Instagram, on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, whatever. And what people and what the experts uh, are saying is that when you see something familiar, you're, you have, uh, you trust to click on that because it's familiar for you. But if you're not familiar with that video, uh, with that idea, with that content, you won't connect with it because there's so much noise in the digital atmosphere right now that you are not connecting with something that is very noisy, but mostly you are connecting with something that is very familiar for you. And that's why in ad creative, you have to make your ads more familiar for your audience. And um, Joseph Hill on LinkedIn, he's having these sexy ads uh, every week and he's presenting the sexy ads from from his for his audience from LinkedIn, and that's very interesting to see how other brands are using uh, ads that are presenting, not just are creating to get the click. Like we marketers and um, uh, Jonathan Bland, I had an interview with him. I had a uh, I had a webinar with him, and he discussed about the uh, zero click ad concept from Amanda that he coined the zero zero click content. And the zero click ad is the type of content where you're presenting uh, information, where you're entertaining, where you're uh, informing, where you are just teaching people and then they trust you. And the next one, the next one, and whenever they are ready, they will buy from you. And I believe the best CTA for a conversion, uh, for the best CTA in a newsletter and where they are presenting uh, when he is presenting his uh, project, he's having Justin Welsh. Justin Welsh with the solopreneur, he's having it as his footer. Whenever you're ready, I can help you with one-on-one coaching, uh, sponsoring my newsletter or buying my courses. Whenever you are ready, and that is giving me the trust on, I can connect with you, the next one and the next one. And 
okay, now I'm ready to buy from you. But you see, we marketers, we want the customer to buy right now. And I believe that's not a great strategy to start and doing it. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Awesome, awesome. Love it. Robert, I want to ask about something that I often do in marketing. Uh, mistakes. You know, <laughs> uh, as I mentioned, I fail a lot, you know, by trying something new. Then in some time I can adapt to find what actually will work for me. And uh, I think that's okay. You know, if you make mistakes, it doesn't matter marketing, whatever. No, <clears throat> just do mistakes. But I found that some mistakes we can avoid. For example, uh, I learned through experience. But if you learned before doing these mistakes, you can avoid generic mistakes can you list mistakes that marketers uh, still do in your experience and your tips how to find a much better way oh okay uh so let me let me tell you a few mistakes that i'm doing it so i'm i'm not aware on doing what other marketers i'm doing it and one mistake is that i'm looking at the audience at the, at the market and uh like for an example how was the twitter thread uh and when everybody wrote Twitter threads, and I, be I believe that if I will write Twitter threads, people will engage with me, people will connect with me. And this, this is from the marketing perspective. So I started writing Twitter threads and nobody was clicking on it because it wasn't for them. And it was that I copied from, from somebody. And I thought that if I will do something that somebody is doing and is, is being successful with that, that means that the copy paste that I'm doing from it, it will work also for me. So I didn't copy the content and everything. I just took that, that the concept of the Twitter thread. And after that, I, I was thinking about that. Sometimes we are just don't, we don't understand the entire context of that marketer of that brand. And maybe if one brand it's, uh, let's say it's borrowing a big, uh, a big building and they only write, a. a uh, a copy on that building using comic sense and after that they are just putting a website and their website traffic just blowing away and if we think that we will copy paste that strategy we will have the same results so i don't believe that i believe that every brand with every marketer they are having their own context so yes i can i can understand what you are doing i can see like this is your strategy. This is your shift. This is your whatever you do right there. But I can't copy, like copy paste your strategy because it won't work for me. And that was one of the most mistakes I made. Like, hey, people who are not our own. If oh. everybody is doing right now, uh, if, if everybody is doing right now uh, newsletters, I should have a newsletter. If everybody is doing right now videos, I should do videos. So. That's why I believe that the, the copy-paste, uh, this is a copy-paste mistake that a lot of marketers we are doing, not because uh, we are afraid to test, but because we think that we can get the same result. So this is uh, maybe uh, one mistake. The other mistake is that uh, I want to be lazy, I, I, uh, maybe because I'm lazy and I want to do something just, uh, uh, just, moving too fast and getting the results too fast. So that's why maybe, hey, today I will write like, uh, this week I will publish like 25 articles. So next month I my website is getting a lot of, 
a lot of uh, tractions and a lot of websites because I was reading for someone on their art on their blog that they published 25 uh, articles in a week and I can do that but maybe that won't work for me so I want fast results with uh, with less uh, input and I believe that we can't have that also because the fast result again we don't see the context that marketing the marketer is having so this is maybe the most common mistake i'm making and maybe other marketers are making so that will be very interesting to see if there are other marketers from your audience that is watching right now what kind of a mistake they saw uh, on social media or maybe in their community or maybe around them yeah nice nice guys you can comment on this post on linkedin so yeah and you can leave comments on Apple, Spotify, Google, when I'll submit this podcast episode. And Robert, I have my final question, my loving question. I always ask this question, anyone who speaks on my podcast about their experience because uh, of two reasons. The first reason I have students in my network who are looking for a way how to learn digital marketing today because we have many things today, AI, uh, probably some something new will come with augmented reality that Apple presented uh, a few weeks ago about this uh, headset, I don't know. Vision <laughs> Pro, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, and uh, probably this thing can change our world. Uh, and uh, uh, can you tell, if you started today from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills, it's your first day in digital marketing what will you do today to learn more about marketing um i will start a project a content project whatever content project you like to do if you like to uh, a podcast a blog a youtube channel an instagram uh, profile whatever you do uh sharpen one type of skill that you can be better at that follow three or five top marketers around you follow whatever they do like content creator uh, and let's say follow th uh, three or five content creators uh, that you really like and just follow whatever they do maybe they do newsletters maybe they do youtube channel maybe they do podcast follow them for like three months and write a spreadsheet whatever they do best and whatever where you can help them without the input from them. And after that, you are also creating your content because you are young, you have energy, you have resources, you have time, but you don't have money. So you can create the content. And after that three months, you write down maybe a content creator, maybe a marketer that is creating content and you say, hey, I know that you are creating this type of content. I can help you with no cost doing this for you for the next three months and i believe this can help you get more views customers i don't know bigger brand exposure and everything and you start doing that if they're okay with that and after that after three months you can discuss with them hey hey are you are you uh, are you okay with the results you got maybe yes maybe no it doesn't matter but after that maybe you will get a job at, at their company maybe you will get other clients where you can work and they got a, a percent from your clients and now you have a business with that content creator and now you're sharpening your skills and now you will get in six months 
more experience than you will get from three years of school on marketing school. And I believe in six months or nine months, you will get more experience, more, uh, more benefits on just putting the work out there and just do the things that nobody is willing to do. Like, hey, uh, for example, I, I tried this strategy, like do the things that nobody wants to do. Like, and um, I was looking like it was four years ago, no, three years ago, I was looking at, I was watching Noah Skagen uh, video and uh, he was discussing about the businesses uh, that uh, Google is promoting right now and they are trending on Google Trends. So I took that video and I, I, I reshape it and I redesign it as Instagram carousels because he didn't went too hard on Instagram. And then Instagram carousels get a lot of traction. So I, I, I sent him and I, hey, this is for you. If you like it, you can publish it or not. And Noah sent me back a reply and he said, he told me that, hey, I will send it to my team. So thank you very much. If they like it, they can publish it. Okay, great. And then like in, in one week, he published it on his Instagram. He promoted it on his Twitter and he published it on his LinkedIn. And on LinkedIn, I got like five DMs, five, five inbox uh, messages from people like entrepreneurs, marketers. Hey, can you do that for me too, for money? And I was like, no, it was just, a, just an experiment I, I wanted to do to Noah. And then I saw that, okay, when you do the things that nobody is willing to do, you will get one, attention, two, you will get uh, people interested about your skills, and three, eventually you will get the money or you will get the exposure, the connection and whatever, just by doing the things that nobody is willing to do. And this is in advertising. This is in marketing. This is in social media. This is in whatever they want to do. Like go to the extremes. Like if you want to really get and achieve more, just go to the extremes and not really go to the extremes. Like I don't want people to get to know me like I'm with the hustle culture and everything. But I want to like go that extra mile. Just try yeah. to go that extra mile. And, and yeah, that was all. <laughs> nice, nice. Love it. Awesome. Awesome. Valuable. I couldn't agree more. You know, it's not like how much you can learn. It's more how you can practice what you've learned. So that's why yeah. I usually prefer to practice more than to learn more. Uh, I love learning. I love getting new ideas. But if you do nothing, you get nothing, you know, and uh, it's better to practice what you've learned because we have the short memory. We can forget about new ideas fast. People usually forget for a few days. I can forget for a few hours. Just tell me I, uh, because many things to do. But if you practice, if you craft your skills and one more thing, what you can do, just share on social media. Yeah. When you share, you can remind. You can remember much better, memorize all these ideas and help others to build your audience. Robert, it's a big pleasure to get on my show, to learn from you. I love this experience. So valuable. You're so kind to share all these valuable insights with my audience. I recommend to anyone to follow Robert on LinkedIn, on other social media. Tell the best way how to keep learning from you, how to reach out to you, how to follow you. Yeah, I'm on uh, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter. I have robertkatai.com slash newsletter. Check out my newsletter. I have a weekly newsletter. Like I, I publish one visual and one thought, like two minutes, uh, two minutes reading of my newsletter. And just follow my, uh, follow me on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on newsletter. And I don't know, that was all. <laughs>
<laughs> okay, guys, you can find the links in the description below. Listen us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again for your time. Love it. So valuable. You know, you let me into an emergency room where I, I need to spend time to consume all these ideas, to think how to adapt to my strategies. Guys, I recommend to anyone to follow Robert on Twitter, on LinkedIn, uh, to read newsletter because you can see a lot of value. Okay, love you. See you. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.